Hey guys, this is Kevin from Lit, and you're listening to The Edge. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week, we are scratching, well, a scratch and sniff, actually. I think <laughs> is the best way to put it. And I'm not going to give any further context of that right here. You're going to have to listen to about 45 more minutes of this episode <laughs> to get to the part that I'm referring to. Fair enough. Indeed you are. <laughs> I'm thoroughly confused now, so I'm going to have to wait. I'll tell you off air. I don't want to spoil it. You don't want to spoil it, even though he lived it. <laughs> All right. No, but but seriously, I think when we started this podcast, if you would have kind of like collectively surveyed who's some of the top people that you would want to talk with, I would think any member of Hailstorm would probably be pretty high on that list. I don't want to speak for you guys, but that's just kind of how I how I see things. <laughs> We've had multiple discussions about what we would call wish list bands or wish list guests to have on there. And Hailstorm is definitely a name that has come up. And so having a chance to speak with a member of that band is fantastic. And we got to speak with uh, RJ in a very unique context as well, because it wasn't just him. It was also Taylor Carroll, who is the drummer for the band Lit, who we're big fans of and have spoken with their bassist Kevin Baldus in the past. And so it's a whole full circle thing because neither of them were particularly here to talk about either of those bands. <laughs> yeah, I will say that I, I and I, you hear it very soon that I was very uh, giddy to, to, get to, <laughs> to get to this interview. I was very, uh, I was very nervous all day. It's one of the few interviews I've been nervous for in a long time. Yeah. And I, I think that, uh, you know, we all had a lot of fun uh, and dude, the, the guy is a character. RJ is is <laughs> such a character, and Taylor is awesome too. They were they were so fun to talk with, and uh, it, it was just yeah, it was one of those times that I won't ever forget. And I truly appreciate their time, and and this was this was just a lot of fun. And so we don't bury the lead too much. Taylor and RJ have formed a band together. It's called Chemical Fire, and that's another unique thing about this conversation was the fact that it's the first time we've interviewed a band that doesn't have any music out. <laughs> at least as of this recording within a week or two of you hearing this there will be music out however uh, at the moment we were just going purely on the fact that we knew these two guys had great resumes and could sell themselves on their charisma so without any further ado here's rj and taylor of chemical fire hello what's hello. up Whoa. Oh, hi. How's it going? <laughs> oh. uh, where are we? We're so well over here. Hello. We're in hey, so buddy. many different places. Hi, Casey. Hi, Taylor. Hi, RJ. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Daniel. How's it going? How's hey, it guys. Going? <laughs> oh, pardon me. I'm uh, I'm having a little bit of a Zen moment here. I'm getting in touch with my Zen time. I uh, This is my one chance to do it. As you can tell, I have my Zen music. Is there some ambience going on there? Yeah. All right. Oh, yes. It's just all ambience. I'm just feeling really good. How, how are you? Very good. We are okay. doing well. <laughs> you see, when you have two full-time bands, you have to really stay on top of your mental health. 
And, uh, yeah, and I, I'm home right now, so I'm really trying to take advantage of, of that moment. See, Dan, this is the setup that you need in your in your closet. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I, <laughs> I, I can't top that. You got need all everything that's going on over there. Yeah, are we recording? Uh, we I hit record before you guys enter the room. For the uh, record, as awesome. much as it's a tragedy, we're audio only, so the video the probably moment. won't go anywhere except for our, our own personal enjoyment. I was gonna say that's probably a good thing. <laughs> I don't know. That was at literally every time we do an interview, something fantastic visually happens, and I'm like, we have to get on YouTube and stop doing it this way. Like there's just too much good video action out there. Yeah. <laughs> so this I, I is mean, audio I, only? I'm even a bit surprised for now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for, now for that now. you mention it. Screw that. We're working on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I might rush the uh, <laughs> I might rush the YouTube just so we can get this out with that all included in there. Oh. Let me just get into oh, no. my alter ego. Oh, one more thing. Oh no. <laughs> There, there it is. There it is. All right. How's it going? Hey. One more There's one more. One more outfit change. <laughs> Take it off, show him. Oh, one more outfit change? <laughs> this is a breakaway leather jacket. And I've got my breakaway, got my breakaway shorts. <laughs> yeah, look, nice. we're in a post-Zoom world. You only dress up from, from yeah. here up. Like, yeah, from here yeah. down, it's... It's comfy. It's I'm in my underwear right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's cool. He had to, he had to look at me stand up. Yeah, as <laughs> long as you don't stand up, you're good. <laughs> no promises. Yeah, I can't stand up. So now yeah. you might be thinking that this is like whiskey or something right now, and um, you're right. No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is just some iced tea that I'm sipping oh, yeah. on right now. <laughs> uh, looks like a pin. But I do have it in a Texas-sized shot glass. There you go. As one should. There you go. It's Texas. Anyway, thank you guys for taking the time for us. Oh, <laughs> thank no, you guys for making it for us. us. Thank you guys. Man. <laughs> I hope you could use that on your YouTube page or something. Yeah. <laughs> we will find a way to use it. We'll this. find a way to use it. <laughs> I try to make these interviews fun, you know? <laughs> so do we. We need to. <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? We want to be all serious because it's yeah. so serious. <laughs> I, we, I literally just got back from L.A. yesterday. We had a long week of writing sessions with our producer, Scott Stevens, and... Uh, Wrote a killer song, but then it was my birthday on Saturday, so we all decided to go to Disneyland because I'd never been there. <laughs> That's awesome. And Taylor and his girl Dia are incredible Disney experts. Ooh. So it was we, we accomplished, we we conquered Disney on Saturday. It was <laughs> gorgeous. Awesome. It was so fun. We've only been there, I think, 40 times the last <laughs> wow. Like That's not, no, really we've been there. We've been there about 12 times the last two years. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I went for my first time with my wife back in November, actually. So I, I just experienced Disneyland as well. What was your favorite part of, of Disneyland? Well, mine was seeing it through his eyes for the first time. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> he got to witness me as the Disneyland yeah. version. I've been to, I've been to Disney World, but like long. I was I think I was like 13 or something like this was my first time at a Disney. Well, actually, no, I just went not too long ago, but whatever. Uh, I've never been to the, the land in California. Yeah. And everyone tells me like, oh, Disneyland is not nearly as cool as Disney World. And it's smaller, but you know what's cool about it is that you can do the whole thing in one day. Yeah. Mm. How we did. Yeah. Yeah. 
Nice. We went without our kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you can definitely get more done. Yeah. Yeah. We got to do it now before we have kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 That's what we did so that we could enjoy the Marvel and the uh, Star Wars stuff without having to bring them along for it. That so. was the best part. I think the Star Wars experience. Yeah. Is the Star Wars different in Orlando than it is at Disneyland? From what I understand, no, it's not. I, I think it's the same, but I will. I'll, I'll be able to tell you after July because I'm okay. going. To- Please let us know because <laughs> we, we kind of want to go to Orlando and try it out there. There you go. We'll, we'll have you back and we'll we'll discuss it. Oh, good. Yeah, we'll spend a whole hour just talking about that. Yeah, that's what's an ongoing discussion about this. <laughs> the fans yeah. really want to hear. That's, that's the hard hitting questions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you all know each other from before, RJ? Have you have you hung out with these guys before? Or? Nope. First nope. time. Yeah, definitely first. I don't know. I feel like uh, everything before like COVID and the pandemic feels like another lifetime. And connecting with old friends, I'm like, oh, yeah, we we did all that, all those things. And a lot of things I can't remember. But uh, let's say that's the story. Yeah. Yeah. This is our third or fourth time hanging out, probably. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never, never, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's probably a good segue for us to give a quick introduction so you guys do know who you're talking to. I'm sure you've spent plenty of time with plenty of people over the years in these kind of conversations. Oh, I already know. I'm, I'm going to go I'm gonna go get a drink. Taylor, you... <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we are The Itch, and you, you saw and introduced our, our names on there, so you've got that part covered. We've been uh, we've been a rock radio show in in St. Louis for about 20 years. And uh, when the pandemic started, we decided, hey, we can't do this radio show right now. But what we could do is start a podcast and spend more time talking to the artists that we're usually playing. And so that has been fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, it's 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 a blast. Actually, uh, you just mentioned Scott Stevens. He was our most recent interview. It was about a month oh, ago. We just boy. talked with Scott. Yeah. Nice. Right after Spirits High came out, we had a conversation. So, yeah, because uh, he just great, released yeah. that song. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Scott's great. Oh, yeah. I was so happy to see some new exes. I was so thrilled yeah. about that. I For as long as I've known Scott, I, like, I know that he has hard drives full of songs that will never see the light of day because he's constantly writing yeah like certain ones he places with artists certain ones he holds for placements later but he's got such a catalog of music and i just thought to myself like oh my god you spent so many hours on these songs and you're just gonna let them sit in this hard drive essentially die on the vine yeah but apparently that song that he wrote was kind of a passion project for it was something he was like like a personal diary he was chipping away at it little by little and then finally he finished it and released it and uh, it's just incredible and i was just so happy to hear some new exes yeah incredible talent we agree that was entirely our sentiments and that's we were so thrilled to be able to actually hear the story right from him and he was brand new to the entire idea of promoting himself and doing podcasts and social media stuff and so like he's just so excited to be out there telling the stories of what he's been working on it was great yeah so (laughs) I don't know, Dan Casey, I think we could probably actually skip most of our housekeeping stuff. I think we should just get right into it here. Yeah. So just wanted to get started with saying, first off, happy belated birthday to you, RJ. Oh, thanks. (laughs) So uh, and I'm I have to say, like, I have to kind of keep myself from fanboying out a little bit because my wife's favorite band is Hailstorm. She's a huge Lizzie Hale fan. And so I've seen your band so many times and I absolutely love seeing your band because of you. Ah, you're, you're such a performer. You always make it unique the way, you know, your style, your, the, your playing style, everything about you, you just, you're an awesome performer. And I love seeing you live. So I, oh. like I said, I kind of had to like 
not fanboy out real quick. No, this is, no. This has been like something we've been working, we've been working towards since we started the podcast of, of getting you guys on. So definitely excited. Oh, thanks so much. Well, I mean, we were no stranger to St. Louis. You know, we, we played there. So we were just literally there with Papa Roach and uh, yep. Ali Suspect, and it was awesome. Yeah. It was yes. so much fun. So, you know, I'm not surprised. It, it just kind of feels like, a, you know, like one of our several homes. I, I mean, everywhere is kind of our home now. Yeah. But, uh, but, <laughs> yeah. but, it, but that means a lot to hear you say that. Thanks. I feel, this, I feel the exact same way about going out to see Lit. Like everyone's there to see AJ because he's gorgeous. But I don't know. I, I kind of have a little bit of a man crush on the drummer. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. He's so modest about it. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we haven't had a chance to see Lit with Taylor in the band, but hopefully we'll be able to fix that here soon i hope so i hope we come i hope we come through there soon that'd be awesome yeah i think you guys have a peoria date if we saw right that we're we're, we're looking at it road trips are a little harder to pull off but we we think about it <laughs> and I'll, I'll i'll get dropped off at a different airport and make the road trip with y'all you, you guys seem like a fun crew there you go, awesome there you go. Trip. that would be fantastic <laughs> yeah so this is great for us when we discovered that you guys were you know doing a thing together we're like oh that's that's awesome it's two bands that were already you know, artists that were very high on our like wish list, and now they've got a thing together. And just a, I'm gonna speak to the listeners really quick here. Uh, we want to recommend that you guys follow Chemical Fire on social media. The friendship and fun that Taylor and RJ have together is uh, is very evident. It jumps off of the screen. Dearest brother, it is a blast. Dearest brother, <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we really do feel like. Brother, I mean, we've known each other for a long time, and we've just long time. We we've been in like we randomly met in a parking lot at the Mall of America, and we <laughs> exchanged numbers. But I mean, you know, you randomly meet a lot of people, but for some reason, Taylor has always stuck himself into my life, and I'm so <laughs> glad about it. You know, we uh we rode the Rugrats ride at the Mall of America. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's how I knew that we were just gonna be buds forever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It, instant, instant buds. Uh, nice. Crazy. <laughs> Once Rugrats yeah. are involved, that's it's cemented. That's it. I know. <laughs> yeah. RJ and I would sit at this pool bar, the billiards place in Sherman Oaks, with Greg Cash, a buddy of ours, and we would just talk about, hey, man, we should start our own band one day. We don't know what it's going to be, but just some kind of hard rock band and make it our own music that we like. And you know, everybody writes the songs, and everything is just completely equal, and this and that, and and then in 2020, when we got really bored because, you know, we had to stay at home, you know, in February and stuff like that. So we didn't get sick or anything. We would get on Zoom and, and stuff. And I'd be like, hey, dude, let's let's finally start this band thing. And and for some odd reason, he said, yeah, I'm down <laughs> started right from there. And it's worked out into this thing. And here we are three years later and we're still uh, visiting each other and watching Pee-wee's Big Adventure and all the other uh, serious movies that we love to enjoy together. Isn't that right, dearest brother? No, you're right. I mean, uh, for several years, like we kind of like, we like we didn't talk to each other for a few years because I was so busy with Hailstorm. He was right. so busy with Lit. We'd text every now and then, but then uh, I think there's kind of a running gag of, uh, I remember there was like kind of a joke like during the pandemic where uh, you'd see somebody do an interview and they'd be like, oh, it's been like, three weeks so i guess you're calling me because like everybody was like reconnecting with old friends because we had the time to like kind of you know hit up people like hey what's what you been up to the past couple of years whatever whatever and uh and it would be like oh like by week 
three, you got your three week friends and you got your six week friends and you got your like three month friends and you're like, oh, I guess you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. But literally yeah. this dude <laughs> calls me like a week into, uh, into lockdown. He's like, hey, what you been up to? And I was like, oh, just nothing. Just it, kind of enjoying the time <laughs> off the road and doing our own thing. We're like, hey, like, you know, since we got all this pent up energy, like, why don't we channel it into maybe writing together? Because both of us have been trying to get more into songwriting and more into singing and that kind of thing. And and we kind of bonded on that. And, and we just started writing incredible stuff together during the pandemic. And we were just like, we should really, like, maybe do this for real. Maybe actually start a band, you know? It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. And, and the funny part is about our band name. Jeremy actually named the band my guitarist <laughs> yeah. because the band was originally called Chemical. I was like, dude, what do you think about the name Chemical with a K? I came up with it in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> and then I uh, I asked RJ and he's like, dude, that's perfect. That's perfect. Let's do it. But then we realized that we couldn't do that because um, our, our management team and our lawyer said, oh, that's like using Coca-Cola with a K. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. So then we were sitting uh, in Nashville one night and Jeremy's like, dude, just put fire at the end of it. <laughs> so now I think we have to give him half of everything that, you know, if anything, joins income for the rest of our lives, you know, which is totally fine. We just signed this big, huge agreement that he printed out for us. I don't really know what it says, but we signed it. <laughs> no, I'm just he didn't print out. <laughs> so, I was just, I was just saying, that's why you're not putting out any music yet is because you just, you know, you're going to turn over half of it. All the royalties go to him anyway. What's the point? I don't know if you know this, but Jeremy Popoff actually signs contracts by dipping his beard in ink and then lopping it on the paper. That's, that's the way he signs. That would be amazing. That's the way he autographs too, right? Well, all I know is that he gave us two options. He said burn or fire. So either one was fine. You're the fourth band now that we've interviewed that's fire related. We've interviewed from Ashes to New. Cool. We've interviewed Eva Under Fire. Oh, yeah. And Fame on Fire. Fame on Fire. That's rad. And Fire from the Gods and Memphis May Fire on our hit list. So it's oh. just a whole it's a whole theme, really, that we've got going on at this point. That's, that's a great rad. band, Fire from the Gods. I think that's the one that you showed me, right, Taylor? Oh, dude. I They're awesome. From day one, I always love those guys' sound. I don't know what it is. I, I think it's like, I don't know, it's like a... It's like a soulful, like kind of got like a seven dust vibe mm -hmm. riff wise. And then I met those dudes and saw them, you know, at Rocklahoma or whatever. And I was just like, I just bonded with AJ immediately. And then we just started like talking about music and stuff. And those dudes are so sweet. Yeah, they got a yeah. cool sound. But but you're right. Fire is fire. a common thing in the rock world. Yeah. We're fired up. We're, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it'll never go out of style, I guess. <laughs> you have fire tour with all the fire bands. Right, there we right. Go. Yeah, we we've we've joked about that on our show, actually. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually the sounds would work like the, the lineup would. would work really well together. I mean, sounds hot. It? It that, does. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, that's so the poster right, right there. The poster hot. just says it's hot. It's going to be hot. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. got to from Zoolander. So hot right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so naming your band Fire sets the precedent really high. Um, and as of right now, nothing's really been officially released. So we don't know exactly what your band sounds like. I've heard that a single is on the way on the horizon this month, we believe. Yep. Yay. When we're trying to introduce a band to our audience, we sometimes play a game called Band Blender, where we throw out a handful of names where we hear bits and pieces of an artist's music. Since we haven't been able to hear what Chemical Fire sounds like, we were wondering if you'd be open to doing a Chemical Fire band blender for us. Sure. Hmm. Ooh. Absolutely. Rev up the ninja. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you will hear Chemical Fire music this month coming out. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's actually going to be in a few weeks. Yeah, and I'm so stoked to see what everybody thinks about it, and I, I hope people enjoy it. And for those that don't, that's okay too. We still enjoy <laughs> you, and we're still glad that you were born and that you're here with us. Because maybe we'll write another one, and maybe you'll like that one. Maybe you won't <laughs> like that. One. But isn't that what it is? Putting music out. Sometimes people hate it. Sometimes people love it. That's okay. Yeah, I think you might like this one because dearest brother and I worked on it together and we're really passionate about it. And uh, we wrote it from uh, something that we really feel is important to us and important to everybody else. So RJ and I write songs that are completely honest. We don't just try to fill lines with stuff like, hmm, I think that rhymes or that like we really just <laughs> feel like if we're being honest all the time and we kind of check each other. And we also yeah. push each other, challenge each other on riffs and and things like that. So it's kind of a, a, a beautiful way that RJ and I write together. I've never done it like that before. It's it's true. We've gotten more yeah. meticulous. I think when we first started, we were just like, what about this? Okay, sure. Put it in, put it in. We're just like, oh, we, need a, we need a line that means mm -hmm. this, that rhymes with this. How about this? Okay, sure. Now it's like, we're like, but you, you have to peel back the layers. You have to be like, but uh, like is that particular word really saying what we're trying to say or is it just right. i think you can feel that when something is just a placeholder or when something actually you know is cohesive with the with the overall idea and and i think that the songs that we're writing now we're finally like at at a really scrutinous level but also we we've reached a point where we know how to get around those blocks and scott stevens is a huge help because he's the same way too yeah. That was going to be my question. Was it just the two of you coming up with all this, or do you have a guy like Scott Stevens kind of helping you out with a little, little bit of stuff? Well, we get together with Scott, and Scott and RJ and myself wrote Dead and Gone, the song that's coming out. Nice. And the way that we do it is we, we go in there, and one of us has an idea or a concept, and then Scott kind of helps us put together this thing and kind of put together these puzzle pieces that we have. Mm -hmm. and we might have a chorus we might have music and scott's kind of like i don't know about you rj but i suck at football but if he was a football coach he's kind of that guy that just kind of coaches us to where we need to go when it comes to yeah he's like do you really mean that what you're saying and we'll challenge each other on that too like all day rj and i and we just create stuff that's completely honest and completely raw right there in the moment and then we'll check it later and we kind of let songs simmer a little bit and let them kind of do their thing for a while. That's why we take so long to kind of complete stuff for chemical fire. Yeah. But it's kind yeah. of, it's kind of a cool process that we have to where we're just, it, I feel sorry for Scott when we go into the studio. <laughs> because it's like, imagine you're this guy that's trying to, you know, just produce and, and create something for this new band and this tornado just running up your stairs you know it's, you, it's like you, it's like in the movie twister like we got sisters yeah, they got yeah. two tornadoes swirling yeah, around them all yeah. day <laughs> yeah, you, hey what's up scott how you doing buddy and another cow like we don't have the we, we don't have the venti we have like the trenta coffees you know and, like, <laughs> and rj's like yeah man and i'm just like oh yeah i got this rivet and dude it just and scott i i guarantee you that that guy has to like boil three pots of coffee that more like do these preparations just to work with us. I guarantee <laughs> prepared. You know, he has a chemical fire ritual. I promise. <laughs> yeah, we'll ask him because we wear that guy out for three days, and then we have a song. Yeah, and we wrote something this week that I feel really strongly about. 
because RJ and I both really said something that we were like, oh, it's gone. Huh? Cool. I released it in a song. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Well, that's the great thing about uh, Scott and and also several other writers that we've worked with, like Blair Daly, Zach Malloy, all, all these incredible guys. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I Jake Rose. Jake Rose. Uh, oh, you're J- Jake Rose, Jake Shear, whatever, uh, whatever yeah. he goes by. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Jake, I like Jake Rose. It's mm, yeah. Um, Rose <laughs> yeah uh, oh God. Like we've written with a bunch of people and, um, and you know, we have a special connection with all of them. And Scott, I feel like is very similar to us. So that's why I feel like he genuinely puts a lot of himself into yeah. what we're writing too. He's not doing it. It doesn't feel like a job for him. It feels like he's like hanging out with his bros and we're just, and we've gotten so good at, at getting efficient with him because now we, we know each other even, even more. Like I've known Scott right, right. since the beginning. We wrote Miss the Misery with him. We wrote amen and apocalyptic with him and we uh, wrote and co-produced pretty much the entire back from the dead album with him so we've been and this was after i started writing with him with chemical fire and he was he was like oh my gosh like your your drumming is insane on these chemical fire songs we need to apply this to the hailstorm record he was throwing me all these curveballs like you know try this crazy thing or that crazy thing like ah I was like, what have I done to myself? You know, <laughs> but uh, I loved seeing that for you, RJ, because I remember you would express to me, you'd be like, you know what? I want to play more crazy parts. And I remember yeah. you like literally thanking me like halfway into your hailstorm record and saying, dude, thanks for like being okay with the tornado drum parts because they yeah. usually get thumbed down. And I understand as a drummer how that goes. And like, right when I'm not wearing my producer hat and I'm wearing like my drummer hat or whatever, I'm like, dude, come on, man. Didn't you hear that Phil? It was like a hand to foot choke. And it was crazy. But we speak like, the same language in yeah, that sense. Yeah. The same language. So with chemical fire and I didn't mean to cut you off. I want you to continue, but I just wanted to like get this point out. You always like with chemical fire, it's just like, you just throw it all out on the table and we don't like, there's no editing for RJ. Like we don't, we don't take away anything. And I'm not saying that Hailstorm does that. I'm saying that there's a certain thing that makes Hailstorm what Hailstorm is. Right. And yeah. the fire, it's like, you know, RJ and I are chemical and fire. It's like a crazy, like, whirlwind. <laughs> there you go. No, that's a good point, you know? Yeah, it, it feels yeah. more, um, I feel like you get the best out of an artist when you just let them be them. And, uh, and mm-hmm. Scott likes, I, I just, my whole career, I just remember, uh, you know, uh, compromising, but for the better with producers. Um, but also I was inexperienced back then, you know, you know how it is. Um, mm-hmm. and I didn't really know what I was doing. Now it's like, all right, I, I know what I can do, what, what will work for a certain song now that I think of it more of a songwriter than just a drummer, you know, thankfully like, yeah, both Taylor and Scott are like on board with just, you know, letting me be myself. So thanks. Of, of <laughs> course. But another, another cool thing about RJ and Scott and myself working together is we're all kind of dorky the three of us we're all kind of those high school no dorks that are still in high school but like i never graduated personally i don't know about y'all but um you know we're all kind of like clinging to each other in our uh at our cafeteria table creating this music together and that's what makes it cool working with these two is we all understand what it's like to be the underdog and and i personally from the beginning wanted to start writing music for the underdog and what that means you know, especially for people that think that they can't or they're too old or too broken or any of those things. And we're not being preached. 
Yeah, yeah, or stuck or stagnant or addicted to some weird substance or something, which happens to people a lot. Yeah. But we just want to be those people and to not preach at them or anything, but to just to kind of say, hey, dude, we're the same exact way. Check this out. You know, you can still create your own outlet. So that's why we started this band. And we wanted an excuse to play music with each other personally. Yeah. Well said. So it's kind of cool to be able to, uh, and Scott, so he feels like a third member because he understands those concepts. Yeah. yeah, he's you been know. there, and, and he's also a you know experienced as being a band person. He understands what it's like to have to go out and play the same song every night and sell it as if you're playing it for the first time. Like you have to be so stoked on it, you have to be so amped to go out and play it. And so every part, every syllable, everything has to mean so much to you. Otherwise, you're just out there. It, it doesn't feel genuine to you. You know, we want to hit the stage and we want it to feel feel real, feel genuine, like we're really putting our whole selves into it. Yeah. And another thing that I hope you all get to see, uh, if you all can make it to our Nashville show, May the 4th, be with, be with you. you. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah. I can't stop saying that. When, when I say that to some people, they kind of do the look. And then <laughs> out, out here in California, I'm like, oh, get that? Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. May the with- but um, <laughs> yeah, when we play our shows, as you guys will see, there's a vibe that is, um, it's not angry. I didn't even really know what people would pick up on when it came to the vibe of our live show. And then I felt it. And then they, they got back to us after our first one in LA and I knew it, it was bright energy with like just this, uh, party heavy rock vibe that was more fun than scary or like, I'm going to take you down. You know what I mean? <laughs> it yeah, wasn't yeah. like, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of a fun family vibe in there, you know? Yeah. It's like the positive, outcomes that come from releasing those things, you know, and it, yes. for us, our therapy is songwriting because we take, you know, we, we both are ADD. We both have depression, anxiety, all these normal things. And, uh, and that's how we function. That's how we cope is by channeling it into something constructive. And that can also work reciprocally. Is that a word? Re- re- yeah. The other way, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, Wait, I don't know. Facto, yeah, yeah. I'm your boss. No. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, for, for those listening, you know, that's the, the power of music to the creator and to the listener. It can, it can work therapeutically in both ways. You know what else works therapeutically? Uh, being in a band with RJ Hill, he kind of cures my uh, anxiety and all these other things. Like if I hang out with RJ, I, I'm not a mess for like a week. You know what I mean? And then when I'm apart from him, life goes back to normal and I'm like, oh, was that real? Did I, do we really just get to spend that much time together? And then we're back. <laughs> I mean, RJ's like, uh, if you want like natural homeopathic medicine, just by hanging out with somebody. <laughs> well, I, I feel the same way. I feel like we kind of, I think that's the dynamic. And I think that's why we know that this partnership works. Cause not only do we make up where each other lacks creatively and we pick up the slack here and there, you know, we like, it's so much better to be a team rather than sitting in a silent room and trying to write a hit song all by yourself. You need to bounce things back and forth, but also just in everyday life. You know, uh, I think that in general, if I were to describe our dynamic, I would say that I'm probably there for Taylor to try to keep him um, calmed and grounded, but he's also there for to push me to fight for certain things that I would normally just kind of, you know, brush off. But he says, wow, like, no, yeah. you should stand up for this or that, or this Good drum fill, this lyric, this vocal part, this, this screaming part or whatever. Like, you should stand up for mm-hmm. what you really want to do because if you just brush on the rug, every time you go to play it, you're going to feel disappointed that you didn't voice up. So I'm thankful for him bringing that out of me. 
Yeah, that's such a good point. That's such a good point, dude. Yeah, can you guys tell we're just BSing you the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> no, we we love it. I was just I was just thinking. I was like, I'm kind of enjoying that they're just kind of bouncing back off each other and and like it continuing to go. <laughs> oh, it works. please ask it us works. questions. It, it's huh. working. Yeah, it's if, good... if y'all have any specific questions, feel free. We just we we'll just talk your ear off all day. <laughs> it's, it's a conversation. Yeah, we're happy with that, and and yeah, we're totally okay with that. Especially because it's just it's 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 just nice to see people enjoying each other so much. I love that you guys kind of have this yin yang kind of vibe to it, your personalities and what you're trying to accomplish and how well it fits. So pivoting to something you did touch on in there that we were having a conversation in preparation for this. So you know, to listeners, Chemical Fire, you guys played your first live show together in January, uh, the Knitting Factory in in North Hollywood, and then as you just mentioned, you've got one coming up in Nashville at the Basement on May fourth. The West way we figured this has to feel for you guys, you can correct me if I'm wrong or, or you know, expand on it more, is I we think of like a, a comedian trying out a new set for the first time with like, you know, all fresh stuff. Nobody's heard this before. They have no idea what to expect. Is that kind of how it feels for you guys to be, you know, especially with nothing officially released and you, uh. you're under you're known for being part of these other acts. And so the expectation is like, who, who knows what to expect, you know, coming to a chemical fire show. You want to start, RG? Why don't you start? Well, I can I can tell you that playing that little club show at the Knitting Factory, I've played a lot of shows, and I played in front of a lot of people. I've done European festivals, I've done Australian festivals, I've done Japanese festivals where you're in front of like fifty to hundred thousand people, and I'm totally relaxed in that state because you know with Hailstorm, I've been doing it for so long, I know what to do and I know how to how to how it works, but. This was truly untested and uncharted waters we were going into. So that yeah. was the most, I, I was visibly shaking involuntarily before the show. I wasn't talking to anyone because I was afraid I was going to lose my voice. And I was just like, you know, because like management's there, labels there. And I'm trying to like, you know, see our friends and, and interact with them. But I'm also trying not to speak. And I'm just like making facial expressions. <laughs> I was so scared because uh, yeah. of course, would it... Uh, in true chemical fire fashion, would we have done the smart thing and played a secret show in front of like 10 people in like nope. some little club just to see how the songs feel, get used to playing on stage, get used to the dynamic? Nope. The nope. first show we ever <laughs> play together, we're going to invite everybody in the industry, all of our fans, tell everybody we're going to pack the entire place and everyone will watch us fall flat on our asses. <laughs> yeah. And it we're just insane. like, well... <laughs> Let's and invite it, Tyler from Theory and Chris Lord Algae and, and why don't we do all that? Heavyweights. Like, like, I remember like everything. seeing these people thinking like, what are you doing here? Like, <laughs> you don't even know if we're good or not. Why are you here? And they came to support us. And I was so touched. And I was like, oh, my. like it, it didn't get real until like an hour before the show. And I'm just like, this could end my entire career. This could yeah, be me it. too. We've invested so much time and money in this project by some miracle. And maybe this is just the <laughs> fact that Taylor and I know how we we operate well enough by now where we're like, we work better under pressure. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, and it just made us dig so deep and pull out the best pot and just give every single second our all. And, and, it, and it works. It was like it was like the uh, the con I can imagine that like you know the contestants in Survivor when they're playing one one of those games in the mud. It was like, <laughs> but we were naked being pushed off of a cliff with Chris Lord Algae and all the other. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is we I remember 
RJ and I in the dressing room kind of shaking before we went on. And, and I had to kind of lie to him for the first time in my life. I'm like, dude, there's nothing to worry about. This is awesome. This is easy. And, and then I remember Are you crazy. Of course. It's- <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I was like lying to him. Cause I was like, you know, cause like one of us had to be in one role. One of us had to be in the other yep. role. Cause I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll be in this role where I pretend that there's nothing wrong. And, you know, <laughs> I'll freak out later. Yeah. (laughs) But he was right to do that because we still had to have that pressure. But then we're like looking outside. There's like a line outside the building. Like people are flying in from like England to see us. And and I'm just like, oh my. Terrified. And this next show, May the 4th, it's going to be a little bit of that again because this time we have nowhere to hide. We're playing the basement in Nashville. I don't think there's a stage. I mean, I think we, (laughs) I think we literally take one little step and then we're on this thing. And right there, you know, I mean, yeah, they can smell our breath if they want right. There's, there's no smoke and mirrors at that venue. No. Like you're surrounded by yeah. everybody two inches from you. You got to be on your game yeah. and it's going to be fun. Cause it's going to be like punk rock. Style. We're going to blow the windows out of that place. But yeah. you know, we, we got to start somewhere we got, and obviously we were a brand new band. So we're playing this tiny yeah. little intimate venue, but it's going to be so fun because it's going to be like a big party, like a right? big family uh, party. And, and I see all these like, people supporting chemical fire uh, friends of ours, you know, from, you know, across the pond saying, Hey, I can't wait to see you there. They're tagging all these people. I'm like, Oh my God, that's a lot of people that are supporting us. Thank you. Like it's overwhelming how many people already support us. And I think they do that because they know that we're one of them. We're not trying to act like, Hey, we're in the band and you're in the crowd. Like we're kind of the crowd too, you know? Yeah. We play this music because we love it. I think we should refresh yeah yeah hold hold that thought we'll, we'll reboot it's already been 40 minutes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. oh dude, it happens with 20 us. minutes yeah that's yes. what we wish <laughs> rj he's coming uh just let him in so we will be have a full roster here i just feel like if i call his name he'll come <laughs> i think that's how it works he can be summoned here in three two one maybe that's time for a quick outfit change Whoa, All right. there was hey. another outfit change why didn't, why didn't you put on the um hmm, what was the jacket that you wore the other day it wasn't the black uh, one there was another oh that was my snakeskin red jacket never mind <laughs> oh, that was oh, nice. that's a good jacket where is it go grab it i should go grab it shouldn't I? yeah it. come on Do it. Sure. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Come on, the people got to hear how good we look. Don't go go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. anywhere. That's like the the, the most backhanded insult for any band. Like, so how how was the band? How was the show? They looked great. They looked (laughs) great. That's 90% of it, you know, like how we sound. (laughs) There you go. If if the nerves get the best of you in, in Nashville, just, you know, to start with that, be like, you know, we 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 wore our best our okay. best gear here. Wore our best fake <laughs> so this, Yeah, so we're still getting compliments no matter what. I left the jacket in the car, but you know what I did bring? And I'm not advertising or anything like that. I found this Diamante hoodie. That's oh, <laughs> look at that. Nameless girlfriend plug. It is pretty awesome. Well, let me try it on for oh, yeah. you all. Well, I got an Emily Watson Smile Direct Club hoodie somewhere, too. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, um, it, it sets this on the uh, sleeve. So, so anyway, I'm not promoting anything uh, yeah. in particular, but neither, neither am I. No, as, <laughs> hey, hey, I love Skindred. <laughs> Awesome. As 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 a hardcore Diamante fan, I am all for it. <laughs> RJ will promote her. I am happy to Officially. promote Diamante. She yeah. is my little sister. You know, I got to tell you, the girl rips, man. 
I'm telling you. Kills it. <laughs> I, I, I know from experience, I got to play a show with her, and it was so fun. You did, so RJ fun. actually, okay, this proves our friendship. This is crazy. I was on a flight back to Orange County with the Lit Dudes, and I remember we didn't have a show booked at a certain point of time, and Dia needed to fill in because she was on an extra last show for that Shinedown tour. They had to cancel a Knoxville show, and then they had to go back and do it a month later. And so I don't know how this happened, but I think we booked the show last minute and our, the lit team, like they totally spaced out, you know, I, we didn't get our schedules in order. Double booked. And, all, and it, completely double booked. And I'm like talking to Dia that day and she's like, uh, I don't have a drummer. This is like in a week, this is not good. And I was in panic mode because it's like, not only is it bad and unprofessional, like when you have to do that, but when it's your girlfriend, the trouble that you can get in is really bad when you have to do that to your girlfriend and you're like offering to miss her show. And so uh, I panicked and I called RJ and I'm like, hey, dude, check this out. And <laughs> this is the cutest little story. And he, he was, he was like, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm home. I'm available. I would love to. That proved our friendship. Like it was already proven, but like now I owe him for life. Well, no, it, it <laughs> just, it just, like, it's like, it was even better because then he was playing it. And I remember oh. pulling up and flying in to, to the show that day. I was still able to go to the show, but see the thing was, I wasn't able to go to the rehearsal the night before. Right. Because that's when the lit show was. Yeah. So that morning I had no sleep and I'm like walking around the arena. Nobody was even there yet. And and I run into Zach, you know, Zach Myers, him and I grew up together in Tennessee. And, and Zach's like, dude, I thought you were playing this thing tonight. And I was like, RJ's playing this thing tonight. He's like, oh, that's what? dope. <laughs> <laughs> fun, random little day. And then we I got to hang with you that night and it all worked out. It's so great when that when I get to do that, because you, as you I'm sure well know, Hailstorm tours. 10 months out of the year, we're constantly gone. Like we don't, we, we have hardly a life outside of it, you know? So when he asked me and I looked at the calendar and I saw that I was going to be home, I was like, yes, like you have no idea how rare this is that you need me in a window, in a slim window where I'm not on tour. So um, yeah. I was so happy to do it. Man, Dia is still thankful for that. And, and so am I, cause that was, that was incredible that you were able to fill in like that. And, um, and I think the crowd was stoked too. It's fun yeah. experience playing with other humans, other, other people's other musicians, the way that their minds interact. Cause you do have like a silent communication on stage with other players. And it's always interesting getting to know other musicians, musical language and how we chat, so to speak musically. And, you know, that's kind of the way Taylor and I are with Chemical Fire. Same thing. You know, we have our own specific dynamic and, and language between each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When that brings up something interesting, too, because like I know, RJ, you've been playing with the members of Hailstorm for almost your entire life. Long time. Saying. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll do the math. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm just I'm really curious, like, you know, how is that like when you are filling in for Diamante or, or playing with, with Taylor, how does that compare? Like just being able to play with somebody differently as opposed to just the, the people that you're used to playing with and almost like, can, like you said, almost have like non communicative signals to those, those other people in your band that you, they just know you're like on the same wavelength. So how does that compare? Yeah, it, it's, um, it's, it's interesting. Cause you're right. Like you, you're, you're playing with 
you're after playing for so long with people that you know in and out you know like you know exactly what they're gonna do when they do this and how to accent that and you know hailstorm we do a lot of improv like we love to like mm-hmm. kind of just get off the track and and just see what happens just kind of make it up as we go along and that feels like training for me you know to be able to predict people's minds and the way that they play so it's uh it, it is a little nerve-wracking sometimes because like you know if there's if you're playing with a someone that you're not familiar with and you don't really know how they work how they communicate so to speak musically like and it can be a bit nerve-wracking because you're like oh i'm i, I really i feel kind of lost but uh luckily like after playing for so long and her band is so solid like all those matt and, yeah, they really and, are he's great man. matt and neil and then her drummer Normally his name's Joe. He he's incredible. Yeah. He he's based yeah. out of Vegas now, but he's a good friend of mine too. But yeah, th- those guys were absolutely so pro, so professional. I I had a blast hanging out with Matt and Neil and Dia. Like it was just so much fun. Yeah. So yeah, on, on, like like the personality wise, like we had that on lock. Like we were instant instant besties. So it was really easy for me to translate that into into musical language because. Uh, you know, even a few times I would do something, I would like, he would do a riff and I'd be like, Ooh, next time I want to <laughs> accent that like back a bound and I would hit it. We'd lock eyes like, ah, oh, you know, little <laughs> moments like that are like so fulfilling as a live performer, you know, cause, uh, cause that's, you know, uh, the, the majority of, of the fun thing about being on stage is interacting with the crowd. Cause that's why you're there. But yeah. then the other little bonus is the interaction you have with your, with your friends on stage and just, when you do a certain thing and they hear it, they notice it, they look back and you're like, ah, oh, good move, you know? Like right. that's that's one of those like, yeah, 10 points, bing, you know? <laughs> I feel like Mario, when he like, when he gets the, co- when he hits the brick and the coins go, yeah. I feel like I got the mushroom. You know, that day, it was more like Link opening the treasure chest at Ganondorf's castle. Yeah, yeah, sure. My girlfriend plays Zelda, so I kind of know what you're talking about. We'll get it. Once the new one comes out, we'll start going through the whole... I just know he plays the ocarina. Yeah, just the song. Man, <laughs> Ocarina of Time, bro. That's a that's a masterpiece right there. Are you guys big gamers, too? or Kind of. Uh, depends. Yeah, kind of. Same here. Like, like, I'm going to just say no. I'm going to no. Yeah. I, I, know, I know what the, the Ocarina of Time is. Yeah. Honestly, I, I during the pandemic, I got myself an Xbox, and I already had a Switch, and then we just got the new Switch, because, like, shortly into dating my girl... She found out I had a Switch. She's like, you got a Nintendo Switch? Like, what? <laughs> Turns out she's a massive gamer, and she's she just destroys everybody on Mario Kart. We play online. <laughs> she, like, comes in first. I'm, like, 10th, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, because she's so good at it. She plays Zelda and all that. Uh, but uh, now I just, I seem to spend all my time editing and making fragrance content on YouTube. That seems to be my way of passing time. Like, I oh, Taylor, I've got yours. Portrait of a lady, right? Oh in front man, of me. that thing, that thing is. <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's funny you bring that up. We wanted to to kind of touch on that a little bit. <laughs> oh well, I I didn't. I, I don't. Whatever. Like that's totally. That that's like therapeutic for. I do that just because. Yeah, it, I wasn't marketing this at all. It's uh, you know, I. Oh, to I just didn't. That I didn't come prepared. Oh, I didn't come prepared at all. Hang on. Uh, ooh, notes of um. Notes of, of Roadford cheese. Now, um, <laughs> that's just a, because dis- like, like I mentioned earlier, music is our therapy, but we need a distraction from that sometimes. And that's yeah, fair. You got to get away from that world sometimes. And that's, that's what I do. And I've, I've found it more therapeutic than playing video games because you're still kind of in a creative, you're kind of getting, still exercising your creative brain 
but in a way that's like completely outside of what you're used to and kind of more nerding out on certain things that you're passionate about. <laughs> All right. So in that case, um, we'll throw one question related to that. Sure. Yeah. What fragrance of the day would you recommend for a, a trio of, of husky St. Louis gentlemen in their Ooh. late thirties? <laughs> let's see. What's in, let me see what's in. Let me see here. Uh, <laughs> that you've known for a full 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I would say that St. Louis, it does get kind of humid, mm, and yep. but you're, it's still springtime. So there's still like, uh, you can still get away with certain things. So I would say, uh, I think, a, well, how hot is it out there right now? Uh, hey, it's, it's pretty hot. It's like 80 something. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Yes. How hot has it been in a long time? Right? Yeah. I would say in high heat humidity, you would reach for something really light and really refreshing. There's one by Chanel called Allure Homme Edition Blanche. And this is like a delicious, uh, this is like a delicious um, lemonade, you know? All right. It also has some that. complexity, it has some wood, some creaminess. So, so it's nice and sweet and sexy. So you can wear it in the daytime. And then when it gets, when the sun goes down and it cools off, you can still wear it again and, and you can still get away with that. Um, but uh, one of my new favorite really, Hot weather fragrances, oddly, is the brand new Aqua de Gio Eau de Parfum. Like they, the original EDT came out, the Eau de Toilette came out in like the 90s, but they just came out with this in 2022, like a 30, 40 year sequel. And, uh, and it's got a lot more complexity to it than the original. It's got a lot more performance, so it lasts longer. This is also one, I would say, more geared towards the daytime, but you could also, due to its concentration, you could also rock it at night. So I think for this, particular time of year these would be two good choices for you guys and there it also go. makes you feel nice and fresh and clean you know that's awesome. what i'm talking about so there you thank go you. thank There's you thank you so uh, much 60 seconds of dr magnificent <laughs> anyway back to you taylor <laughs> i do we do want to be mindful of your time we know um we're we're coming close to an hour here so typically we we wrap it up with there's a, a few short questions that we ask everybody um, would you guys have time to knock those out and then, uh, sure. we'll let you go yeah. on about your day. We got enough yeah. stuff that we could do a whole nother hour, a whole nother interview. So we'll just have, yeah, to, yeah. We'll have to kick <laughs> that can down the road a little bit and come back to it later. Yeah. Let's do it again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, when you guys want to Casey, Dan, want to take a couple of the quote rapid fire questions for chemical fire. <laughs> they don't tend to usually be that rapid if I'm being honest, but we call them that anyway. <laughs> Um, what's a song or an album that changed your life? You guys can answer separately. Mm. Or at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three. Uh, yeah. Yeah. On three. <laughs> yeah. What kind of change? Just like Just any kind of change. Any, any interpretation. Kind of change. Open to interpretation. Yeah. Interesting. RJ, you first, bud. What do well, you got? I, I would say that um I would say that uh, one of my favorite albums of all time is The Fragile by Nine Inch Nails. Because it was that pivotal moment when Trent was kind of like still very aggro, but he was getting stronger as a songwriter and as a soundscape person. And, a, mm. and a, you know, there's a lot of, I'll admit it though, there's a lot of songs in there that I still kind of think are a little bit filler just because it's like he just like does like one smoky windy sound for like 60 seconds i'm like okay but but the songs themselves on that record not knocking it, it's like like now i love to listen to the whole thing but when i first started listening to it i would like skip some songs but i i love that whole record as a whole but i would have to say that i think it was the downward spiral obviously 
his arguably his biggest album, the one that put him on the map and Nine Inch Nails on the map, is the one that kind of got me more into uh, those type of sounds, those type of electronic sounds. And, um, you know, after growing up listening to just classic rock from my dad, Led Zeppelin, and obviously like I'll, I'll, I mean, of course the Beatles were a game changer for me, of course. But I think that when I was thinking more about like as a, a songwriter and sound person and, and maybe even quasi producer type mentality, that was the one that kind of like really blew my mind, I think. And, uh, so that was a, I remember that being a pretty pivotal moment for me. For me, I would say, man, when I heard Invincible by Muse, mm-hmm. yeah. there's something about that thing that just kind of catapulted my my musical spirit, per se. I, I, I was just like, wow, yeah, this is and tonight. We can truly like, just such a simple song that like made me fall in love with the band. And then I watched that live at Wembley thing. And I know I was, you know, late in my late teens, but for some reason that really had a lot of meaning to me. And, and I always wanted to, you know, be in a band that was like Muse, you know, I mean, hence why I play Manson guitars and, you know, always like dork out, uh, you know, from Matt Bellamy's live videos and stuff. But yeah, that Muse album, like the black holes and revelation, like all that, all that stuff just uh, really spoke to me personally. And then, you know, this is completely different, but that first Slipknot album, when I heard the song Sick, I was like, oh, my God, that's heavy enough for me. I love that, you know, and then <laughs> yeah. I on even heavier and just those albums, too, you know, because, um, you know, I was an early 2000s and 90s kid. So I love that stuff, you know, and um, those songs were definitely life changers for me in different ways. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Because we were, you know, RG and I were both raised on Christian music which is uh, oh yeah yeah that was that was our whole upbringing so like yeah it it was kind of culture shock when we discovered like whoa like this whole other world which is just basically the the world you know right (laughs) you're not allowed to listen that bubble you know yeah and when you're not allowed to listen to that stuff you want to listen to it even more there's something about that you know like don't and then you're like opening the cd booklet and you're like you're like yeah it says it's uh, yeah it's the f word you know (laughs) I've had some similar experiences. Well, that's that's a conversation I want to come back to. I can't go through this yeah. whole conversation without name dropping that, that Taylor spent some time in the band Pillar. So we'll put that that out there real quick. That's how I met RJ. He was, in, yep. he was in an RV. We were on a bus and, you know, <laughs> my guys were like, oh, that's got to be another band. I knocked on the RV and this guy with the ponytail answers, hey, what's up? And that's how it all started. And then a year later, these guys started really getting traction and the band started really building from there and i was so happy for him yeah that's how that all started it was really funny and i i got really drunk on their rv that night and kind of pretended i wasn't drinking when i went back on the pillar bus that night but um noah had been drinking with me too my old guitarist we had a block because <laughs> we weren't supposed to drink on the road you know I, it's like dude jesus drank wine like what's wrong with y'all <laughs> it's just like come on man yeah right <laughs> What you got, Dan? What is a song that you're especially proud to have written? And I can that can include the Chemical Fire as well. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's, well that's, like, that's hard to say because I'm proud of them all, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like it's like picking your favorite kid. Yep, yep. it is. Yep. I think, I think as time. of right now, though, I mean, I, I think that Dead and Gone is the our, gone. our current awesome. first single that is coming out soon is uh, one that just wrote itself. 
so to speak, because I think it was something that Taylor and I had been holding on to, but we're maybe too afraid to touch on when we got in a creative songwriting space, because we were just like, well, that sounds kind of conceited, but no, like that's a real human thought is like, how am I going to be remembered when I die? You know, Uh like, and have I accomplished all the things that I, you know, am I going to die satisfied this, this and that, you know, and that was, and this is the most beautiful experience when you start writing a song and then all of a sudden the song starts writing itself and you're just chasing it. And when you're in, and that's what that song felt like. And it was, and it's such a great feeling. And, and now we're experiencing it more and more and more, the better we get at it, especially with the better we get it with Scott, you know, and this song we just wrote this week is like touching on a really personal thing, you know, in our personal relationships and our, in our love lives. So it's hard to pick, it's hard to pick one, but if I were to pick choose one right now, I'd probably say Dead and Gone. All right, all right. Yeah, that, that's that's definitely one of them too. Because like I, I wanted to write something as like where it's like we leave a legacy behind when we die. Yeah, same here. Because everybody wants to, you know, feel like you know, because we all have the same phone and the same uh, capabilities of like making the same video, whatever the algorithms are, whatever, but. To me, we're all so different from each other. There's not one that's the same. It's like we're all like a, it's like every snowflake is completely different, you know? And I wanted to make sure that, you know, we fit something like that in. And then, you know, there's a song that we haven't released that um, we we eventually will that that is about relationship stuff, you know, like um, not such a codependence thing of, of like, you know, having your girlfriend save your life or anything, but when you're heading down a bad path and then somebody comes in your life and kind of helps you see where you're at and like how destructive it can be, you mm-hmm. know, so we have a song like that too called grave that um, it'll see the light of day eventually, you know, after a couple of songs, but that's another one I'm super proud of right there. And then uh, Hurts Like Hell is another fun one. New Year's Day, their um, single that they yeah. released. All right. That was another fun one. Yeah. Nice. So, I mean, I love writing songs, man. I, I do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely all a topic we, we, we want to explore more, go down the rabbit hole more on uh, another time as well. Because uh, yeah, you know, for sure. anybody who's not aware, you know, these guys have written not just for the bands that they're currently in, but done, you know, work with other people as well. Yeah, man. All right. Um, let's do, we've got a couple more of these, if that's all right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. RJ kind of touched on one already, but we love this question. What is an album that is no skips for you? Ooh. Mm. Might have a couple of them on vinyl here. Let me, let me <laughs> Ooh. It's like, oh, hold on. I got them right here. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple. I mean, as lame and, and generic as this might sound, I mean, we all know what the Black album is. It's just it's true. Yeah. Banger after banger. Yeah. That's yeah. one of them for me. And that's why we all know what it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that thing is just like, I don't know this, how they did it. It's every song's a bullseye. This so is an experience. This was oh, another, yeah. another life changing record for me. Just tapping into some weird neurological, like it, it almost feels like you're, you're on something when you listen to this. And it's, mm-hmm. and I remember falling asleep to this album and like in my headphones and then having the most crazy dreams, you know, tools lateralists, I think is probably just front to back is, is an, is an album that, that is truly an experience, the whole thing. 
that, that's one of my favorites. And for our <laughs> listeners, he's holding up an unopened copy of the vinyl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. I, 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 I started collecting, you know, kind of during the pandemic, you yeah. start kind of uh, collecting things. And it was the most time I'd been at home for like a decade. So right. started collecting vinyl. I started, I, I finally like looked on reverb. I got like all the Gibson guitars I'd always wanted. Um, the, the, awesome. the, the Alpine white hummingbird acoustic and uh, the, the black firebird and all those, and then started collecting fragrances and getting into that. So yeah, that's just a result of the lockdown, you know, yeah, right yeah. On. going crazy. Another album for me, and this is a little bit far off the path from what we do. We, we have a small punk influence in our band. And even like stemming back to like some pop punk, like, for example, a, a no skipper for me is Penny Bridge Pioneers from the band Mill and Colin. Y'all ever heard okay. that that album? I I'm not familiar. Album. Yeah, I know Mill and Colin, but I've not. You cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's another one that that Penny Bridge Pioneers album from those guys. They're they're from Sweden originally, I believe, and their writing is just on that album is incredible. Go check it out if you guys get a chance because. Yeah, I think it came out in late 90s, I believe, or early 2000s. I can't remember exactly the, the release date, but that's another one for me that influences me all the time melodically because just that album is beautiful. Like from front to back, it's just it's a good time. It'll take you on a little journey. You know? Nice. Yeah, right. I, I could probably make a similar claim to from Under the Court Tree by Fall Out Boy, too. Like just a good one. record. Okay. Say what you will about Fall Out Boy, but like as a songwriter and as a, you know, musician, I listen to that and I just, it's just like, just banger, 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 banger. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Not wrong. Since you guys are so far deep in the music scene, I'm kind of curious about this question. What's a band that everyone should see live? Muse. Okay. I mean, I, you know what? I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna shout out um, one that I think you know, and I say this because I have so much respect for them, and they're so nice and so great. And God, every time I see them live, they it blows my mind. And I think these guys should be playing stadiums and arenas like all over the world. I'm gonna say Skindred. Yes. Yes. We're gonna agree. We agree. Love them. Yes. Skindred is the Itch's official favorite band. We dubbed them quite a while ago. Yeah, so <laughs> our opening, dude. Our, God, our they're so good. From them, we actually got licensed to uh, play them as our show opener. So yeah, nice. Yes, <laughs> if you guys, if, you, if either you guys have any strings you can pull to get them back in the states yes. for any reason for any amount of time, <laughs> we are we are fully in support of that. Yes. I've always wanted but, to tour them. Yeah, I, I, got, I got to tell you all this too. I, I I'm gonna get hung for this one. Oh, no. um, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Here it comes, but I don't really care and. Uh, <laughs> Taylor Swift. Hey, <laughs> you, you just gotta go. I mean, the production, the just her stage presence. I mean, I don't care. It's amazing. <laughs> Not a band. It's an artist. I get it. Sure, sure. Oh, you're good. Yeah. Hey, yeah. if she brings exactly. out a ticket master, she'll be my queen at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, man. I know. <laughs> nuts, but I, I have never seen anything like that before. Yeah. It, the, the, I mean, well, when you have that much money to work with, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. You're the biggest but, artist on the planet. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. No, it's a good answer, though. Appreciate it. But I, I, I first saw Muse in Nashville in early 2000s. I was going to check out My Chemical Romance live. 
and I saw that Muse was opening for him, and I was just kind of like, I wasn't crazy about what I was seeing, you know, like on Fuse back. Remember Fuse? Yep, you know, yep. like mm-hmm. videos. Mm-hmm. I wasn't crazy about. It. I was like, ah, it's kind of a weird sound, you know. Like my mind was just so closed, you know. Mm-hmm. So then I'd go to the show, and all of a sudden, like there was like no intro. I just heard his sustainiac going. I was like, and like they just walk out there, and they just start going right into it. And then like a quarter of the crowd left after they played and it was the loudest, most thrashiest, uh, like it, it felt like a band. And I was like, I don't know what that, what just happened. That was so different and so interesting. And it was before like they really right. started the stadium thing and all that. I mean, they were, they were like really just traveling around the U S taking names and then right. go back to doing it. It was crazy. Yeah. I never seen like it. Well, was that Absolution era when you saw it? It was the Absolution oh, era. Oh, man. man. Oh, they were right. about to release the Black Holes and Revelations album, but yeah. it was just, they were hungry and they were just like, they were bitch slapping us with their music. I was just like, <laughs> well, I, 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 was, I was wrong. And then I fell in love with his voice after that. Yeah. yeah. And oh. it was the loudest, loudest show I've ever heard. Chemical Romance, they come on, it wasn't half as loud, like decibel wise. Like, yeah, it was weird. I, you know, it was still great, but like, it was just a whole different deal, you know? Well, that sounds like an impossible act to follow. It's so funny that you mentioned that because mm-hmm. I had the exact same experience uh, when we played Aftershock. Uh, and I have to say that I can, I can probably, I probably have the exact same story behind Papa Roach. Mm-hmm. I have to say, oh, Papa yeah, Roach, that's dude, yeah. when, when Last Resort came out, it was like, okay, this is a good song, but I was like, not really all that into it. And, uh, and when I when we play with them for the first time, I really underestimated them, and I was like, oh, like I th- a friend of mine drug me to like, come on, let's go see Papa Roach. I was like, oh, okay, sure. And I saw them, and I, and I went from like, okay, like not really caring about Papa Roach to, oh, th- they're the best <laughs> band in the world. Oh, like wow, I did not, you know, I did not know this. And the same thing happened at Aftershock. They just killed every. They like nobody could follow them. They they yep. just destroyed everyone. Jacoby is like the energizer bunny i don't know how he does it he does not stop yep. and he's one of the nicest people too that that's a bonus which by the way that that's another crusher that's in my head like papa roach is like another one i'm just like oh like <laughs> i, I became a life a lifer a lifelong fan of jacoby and papa roach and all of them so yeah yeah, yeah we've, always, we've always called them the chameleons of rock because no matter what the trend is of rock they've always been able to m- meld their sound to match that's that trend and then like uh, just like annihilate that trend like just yeah. prove that why <laughs> they're the best at doing whatever they do they, they evolve yeah they're they're yeah they're good at, at remaining their name is very fitting for them yeah i i just <laughs> i feel like they just get really they're passionate about their surroundings so then they put it through the pop roach filter and then they come up with something mm-hmm. brand new and super cool and you're right i love I, I actually love that about them i think that's what makes them so cool is the fact that their sound has morphed and evolved over the years i can say the same yep. for muse too they yep. have changed yeah. a lot right yeah and they, they still sound like that like that's, that's yeah. what I like about bands like that is, is they just they they never stop exploring musically and, and songwriting wise. And and it'll probably happen with us. I, I have a feeling that it just might because our, our music taste is from here to here to there. You know, so yeah, right. You no, know, there's no. That's awesome. There, like like, yeah. like you said, from, from Slipknot to Taylor Swift, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lewis Capaldi. Yeah, right. Yeah. Lose, like, like, what am I going to listen to? Am I going to listen to Nine Inch Nails or Tovlo today? I don't know. You know, <laughs> to Led Zeppelin to Eminem. Who knows? Like, you know, like, 
everything's on the table yeah yeah, yeah you, you, I, th I think you're robbing yourself as a as a, a writer and an artist if you don't at least find the the coolness in everything out there like even like I mentioned Fallout Boy and I could see a, a lot of people I could hear the sound of a lot of people's eyes rolling but yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, but you know that's just you have to at least just appreciate art yeah. in it of itself you yeah. know regardless well, of any bias well, their eyes are rolling, but they probably fainted when I said Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you fully did them in with, with that one-two yeah. punch right there of those yeah. two. Yeah. Everybody loves Taylor Swift. Come on, man. It's a name, dude, I'm Taylor. Like, I'm, in, I'm in Vegas last week with Dia, and I'm, like, posting stories, and I'm, I'm getting, like, DMs from certain bands going, uh, WTF. And I'm, <laughs> like, I'm just, like, writing back, like, a heart. <laughs> it's like Jeez. guys come on man like yeah. don't pretend that after you write that dm you don't rush to your car and listen to it yourself <laughs> yeah. wow. all right definitely i'm excited to hear some some new music from you guys that you know you guys have just a lot of precedent uh leading up into this you know with hailstorm and lit's albums they both made our top 20 albums of 2022 last year uh, so Hello. we got yeah, so we don't know when you're planning to release a full album, but when you do, know that on the account of your combined powers, basic math dictates that you should make it our top 10, at least. Oh, <laughs> thank you. you know what? I, I want to come down there and party with you guys. Let's yes. go. St. Louis. Yeah. We're, We're in. Have a great time with you. Yes, sir. We yes. always have a great time. <laughs> I'm sure we'll probably play pops at some point. Oh, nice. <laughs> Everybody oh, does. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've all cut our teeth at pops. Yep. Yep. We'll be there. Yes, we will. <laughs> Taylor, RJ, thank you guys so much. Yes. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you guys. Thank you. Great to see you guys. Yes. Yeah. Nice yeah. to meet you. We were already yeah, looking forward to this music now, like tenfold, yeah. to be honest. Right. <laughs> so awesome, man. Well, we look forward to you all being able to hear it in a few weeks. So yeah. thank you very much. Thank you very much, guys, for, for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Can't yeah, wait to so get to St. Louis. Yeah. We're, we're going to be yeah. keeping a keen eye out for that. For sure. I know. Well, the the yeah, first chemical fire show in St. Louis is going to be so fun. It's going to be yes, a blast. It is. Yeah. And, and you know, when you, if you guys feel like, you know, making the trek to Nashville for some odd reason, we'll be there with open arms. So we can't wait to <laughs> meet you guys in person, you know, whether it's there or in St. Louis. So absolutely. Also, uh, good luck with all of this, the with the itch. Like, this is yeah. so awesome what you guys are doing. So best of luck in the future. Hope you guys keep getting yeah massive artists way bigger than us <laughs> well it's 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 been surreal we've we've talked to quite a few uh quite a few people and we we would love to have you guys back have kevin join taylor and talk sure, about yeah. it. we'd Got love it. to have what up, See, we, we love kevin we love him he's yeah, our yeah. photographer yes, yeah we wanted oh, yeah. to get into that i'm sorry we didn't really get to yeah, go yeah, down yeah. that path but well you're to ask him you're gonna have to ask him how how easy it was to uh to shoot us. It wasn't easy for him. He's like, guys, hold still. Like, <laughs> Stop <sure>. talking. <laughs> but but yeah, we would love to have all of Hailstorm join us on a interview as well. That would be awesome. Hell yeah! All right. Yeah, I'll all put right. the bug in the I'll put the bug in the higher powers ear. <laughs> there you we, go. we appreciate there it. You go. Of course, cool. man. That's what it's all about. We're all here for each other. You know. Yeah. Yeah. We we appreciate all the help and support on your end too. I mean, you know. Yeah, thank y'all. That's that's what makes or breaks bands, you know, is that community, that teamwork. Yeah, we we appreciate your time, and this has been a blast, and hope to do it again and see you in person. Yep. All righty then. Y'all have a good day. Have, you have a too. great rest of your Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Take it easy.
That was our conversation with R.J. Hale and Taylor Carroll of Chemical Fire. And, you know, even though they don't have any music out, as we mentioned in the introduction, uh, talking with them and, and understanding exactly their, their writing process and, and what they're doing uh, together and, and how they're excited, how excited they are about the music that they're getting ready to put out. Uh, that just makes me excited, and especially hearing that they're working with Scott Stevens. We've uh, mentioned that he's basically been a part of our two number one albums of the last two years. Uh, so it just makes me really excited when he has his uh, his hands or his you know his strings <laughs> on stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he's attached, his fingers in the pie. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, yeah. I I loved hearing them talk about their process and and just the kind of just the way that their friendship and their creativity just intermingle. So one of yes. my favorite things. I don't know if you guys caught this. We never acknowledged it during it. We asked them to do a band blender for us. Yep. And they never yep. mentioned another band or a <laughs> yeah. sound at I, all. I know. Nope. And a little part of me was happy about that because I'm, I kind of like this mystique of like yeah. what it was actually going to sound like. I was really hoping they would give us a handful of names, but they dodged it beautifully. <laughs> and, and I'm totally yeah. okay with that. Well, I mean, <laughs> they still described their sound, just not quite in a... In a very different way. In a comparison way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in a comparison way. And in a way that still very much got me excited about hearing them. Yeah. And and one thing that I really thoroughly enjoyed about this conversation is you can obviously tell the love and friendship that they have for one another. But then when you throw us in the mix and our friendship, we just kind of all fed off of each other. But we just kind of let them talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> and they filled in the gaps. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I wanted to say is that they were two genuine, real genuine guys. And it was just a pleasure to talk with both of them because they were just, it was just a, a real, a real conversation. Uh, and my favorite part was, and I don't know if the, you can tell this over the recording, but uh, they are very dedicated boyfriends. And I thought that was really cute mm-hmm. how uh, <laughs> th- how proud they were. And you could just see like Taylor's face like light up when he was talking about Dia. And so I just I just thought that was really cute. And uh, as somebody that's been very proud of my marriage situation and my wife, I, I, yeah, I, I can definitely see where they're coming from. It was it was just really awesome. <laughs> I, I, and I, I don't know if you'll see that on the recording, but like on the on the video, like it just yeah, it yeah, just yeah. like beamed off the off the camera when both of them mentioned when both of them mentioned their significant others. Yes, yep. very true. Taylor went and switched into a Diamante hoodie, and so, so so you know, side note right there, since he wouldn't officially say it, you should check out Diamante's music too. She's pretty excellent. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, we did because uh, I was kind of curious, like what it, just kind of trying to imagine that situation with RJ playing drums. Uh, that's I really wanted to kind of just imagine what that sounded like. I, I think that would be an awesome situation to be a part of. Here's a bonus cool thing about this band. So RJ and Taylor, both drummers for their respective main acts, and this they're both vocalists, and RJ sticks behind the kit, and Taylor takes over guitar duties. So they are getting to kind of hop out and and they've talked about the possibility of kind of you know jumping around swapping out stuff and doing different things and i have no idea if somewhere down the line they will expand the live band to include more than just the two of them or if it's always that they definitely seem to have enough going that just the two of them would be fine (laughs) that they uh that would be a lot of the appeal they'll be a very unique two-man band i believe personally i would love to see scott stevens join them up on stage (laughs) 
personally, I'd love to dust off my old bass guitar and see if they would let me hop on stage. <laughs> I'm sure they would. I don't it's get a minute up with those guys, man. They they're <laughs> telling you me need what. one really stoic guy, I think. So they can be all crazy and manic and stuff, and I'll just be holding it down. That's what that'll be my gig. Or maybe I'll see if I can match their energy for like seven minutes. And then... <laughs> it was hard enough to match the energy for, for seven an interview? minutes in an interview. Yeah, over <laughs> over the camera. Yeah. Accurate, accurate. Yeah. I really wish that uh, I could, you know, we're going to try to do everything we can to make it to their show on May the 4th and be with you. <laughs> so I, I just, I, I'm really excited. I would love to hear them. I mean, obviously we're going to get the, the taste, you know, the song prior to that show, but I just think that's going to be an awesome show. And if you have a chance to be around that area, then I definitely would recommend going and checking them out. They're two phenomenal musicians and, and great uh, performers as well. Yeah. Hey, if you listen to our show, and you go to see Chemical Fire in Nashville on May the 4th, also known as Cinco de Cuatro. I'm going to throw that in there. Um, <laughs> give us a report. In case we're not there, we might need to hit you up for some reports. I can't do this. I'm going to be in Chicago. I have Finch on the 3rd and the New Pornographers on the 5th. Yeah, I just can't swing and, and work. <laughs> Three concerts. I can't swing traveling eight, like eight or whatever hours to Nashville in between those and making it back. I would love to, but I'm already booked. <laughs> but another time, there will be more shows. The itch is on tour like all year long. So yeah, yeah. we're going to be driving our cars into the ground. Apparently we're a traveling show now. <laughs> so. If it's within four hours, apparently. Yeah, yeah. four hour radius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... <laughs> And I do wish you could see this. You can't see it yet, though. We're re- I'm really we got to figure out this YouTube thing. But to pay off what I said at the beginning of the intro here, uh, RJ joined our interview and later spent some time helping us out a little bit as his alter ego, Doctor Magnificent, the connoisseur of cologne and <laughs> the master of smells. And so uh, he's got a sign in his in his background of his recording space that says "Stay Smelly," and that's yes. uh, it's very classy. I told my wife after watching that, I was like, I, "Now you know what to get me for Father's Day." Yep. It's <laughs> <laughs> cologne coming soon. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> so follow Chemical Fire. Chemical Fire starts with a K, not a CH. One word. You can find them on the socials. You can find RJ and Taylor as well. And you can follow us because we will be monitoring the situation closely as they get closer to announcing new music and new shows. Yeah. Yeah. And also just because we are all about shouting out Hailstorm and Lit. So. Yeah. That was one thing he said, RJ said at the end that I thought was hilarious is like appreciative of our time and being on our show, which yet again is, is insane. But yeah. but then he's like, then I hope you get bigger acts than than we are. And it's like, uh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> we're down with that, too. I mean, you got ideas. That's, that truly means a lot, though. Like when when it artists does. take the time to say that, like, it, it's just so cool because, you know, we, we mentioned this a lot. Like, we're just doing this for fun. Like, we still all have other jobs that we do. And this like we're in a closet at nine o'clock at night recording this outro just to let you know. like <laughs> Accurate. So that's how much I love this. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed our interview with Taylor Carroll and RJ Hale of Chemical Fire. And we are all heavily anticipating their new release soon. And as as we know, it's called Dead and Gone.
So looking forward to that. So thank you very much for listening to the Itch Podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, stay smelly, my friends. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S. Anybody else have closing thoughts? Can we let these guys... uh... Move no, on. I was I was actually <laughs> surprised my wife didn't pop in. She said that she was just gonna like jump into the camera screen like you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is she? Bring her in. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Honey, let me see if she's available. Yeah. Got, tell her but we yeah, got six was... minutes left on the Zoom. <laughs> oh, darling. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Oh, look at the T-shirt collection. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You got you're on your merch display. <laughs> yeah, those those are actually bands that we've uh, interviewed, and then we go see them live and have them sign a shirt. Dan oh, stick is to get autographed shirts from yeah from bands we've spoken with. Hopefully, we'll be able yeah. to get you guys a T-shirt at some point, man. We're we're talking yeah. about doing something. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're in, you've got me seriously thinking about this Nashville show. I'm actually based in Chicago, so it's even oh. more of a drive. But man, oh, oh hi, hi. <laughs> what's up? Nice to meet you. You do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was admiring your t-shirt collection. You got your own merch stand back there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This. Hopefully uh, you'll be able to add a chemical fire t-shirt someday to that wall. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And those yeah. are just the hanging collection. Yeah. Our right. wardrobe is a whole second collection. <laughs> oh, I don't doubt it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Hopefully we can add to that for you really soon. You know? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I would love so that. I see some room over there on the right corner. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can replace the itch poster that's outdated. Yeah, we don't need our poster anymore. We need your shirt. (laughs) Yeah, trends are. I think our shirt will be outdated in a few months, you know, but hey, whatever. (laughs) All good. Yeah. Yeah.